بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمد ونسلی علی رسول الکریم اما بعد الحمد للہ جنائٹ از دا فورتھ آف مارچ ان دا ایئر ٹو تھاؤزنڈ اینڈ ٹوینٹی تھری اینڈ ان شاء اللہ So first to mention a famous report and this narration is often mistranslated in Sahih Bukhari Riyadh Salihin number 97 Abdullah ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhu he relates that our beloved messenger said sallallahu alayhi wasallam ni'matani maghbunan fihi ma kathiran min an-nas as-sihha wal faragh there are two blessings in which many people maghbunan health and free time so this is the famous report so what did our beloved messenger say sallallahu alaihi wasallam two blessings ni'matan kathira min an-nas many amongst mankind maghbunan health and free time so what does this phrase mean maghbunan So in Arabic, al-ghabn means loss. But more precisely, what it really signifies is to sell something of one's own on less than its due price or to buy something on its double or triple price. In both cases, one is a loser. So what word did the Prophet use? Maghbunan. And it literally means loss, but to be precise, it means that you sell something less than its due price, <laughs> meaning you've done something very foolish, or you've bought something double or triple price. <laughs> so either way, ghaban <coughs> means loss, but it means in terms of a transaction. When a person comes to know about such a loss, He repents and grieves. This foolish loss coupled with grief and regret is called Al-Ghaban. So it's not just doing a silly transaction, a foolish transaction. You then come to know about that. And then what happens? You feel grief. That grief coupled with the foolish loss is Al-Ghaban. So let's go back to the report. In the above blessed flawless hadith, man has been compared with a trader and health and free time enjoyed by him with merchandise. So this is the problem. If you don't translate the hadith properly, you don't even realize the Prophet is talking about a transaction. So how many times have I heard people narrate the report that goes, people are losers in terms of two blessings that's not what the prophet said you're mistranslating not mistranslating you're miswording what the prophet said that allah alayhi wasallam so the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam was highlighting that you are a trader and health and free time is your merchandise those one who uses his merchandise with care gains profit was he who wasted carelessly will certainly be a loser on the day of resurrection 
So how best to translate? There are two blessings in which many people falter in their transaction with health and free time. So note, you are losing out on your capital. Consider the weapons of mass distraction. WMD. Spending long hours on the internet, browsing social networking sites, or being completely fixated on our smartphones. Is this nothing but the mechanisms of the accursed shaitan to rob us of one of our most precious commodities, time? So I mentioned this when I was talking to the kids earlier on. <laughs> the Prophet said, he said in Sayyid Bukhari, Time will converge. This is one of the signs of the hour. Time will literally comp- compress. In another hadith in Tirmidhi Authentic, the Prophet said that one of the signs of the hour is a year will pass like a month. A month will pass like a week. A week will pass like a day. A day like an, an hour. And he continued. So <coughs> we're losing blessings in our time. But how ironic. Why? The ideology of materialism has aided people in their actual quality of living. There's no doubt about that. But it continues to play havoc with their actual quality of life. So this is the problem. People don't think. So he goes, look, progress. We progressed. Yes, you progressed. And he goes, our quality of life has got better. And the answer is, yes, it's aided your quality of life. But complete your statement. It's causing havoc with your quality of life. Caught up in this mess is the Muslim world. Be taken with Western culture. The sole preoccupation for many Muslims has now become the standard of living and their own material advancement. Thus, as such, the Muslim world has fallen prey to a similar dysfunctionality that inevitably occurs when Iman, spirituality and conformity to the divine will are neglected and materialism is embraced. So now the Salaf, they understood this because they were the best of generations and they made very interesting statements. For instance, Abu Sa'id al-Khazar, rahmatullah he said, Al-ishtighalu bi waqtin madin tudayyi'u waqta hadir. To engage in pastime wastes the present time. To engage in pastime wastes the present time. This is in Behaki in his Az-Zuhd, Ibn Asakir in his Tariq Dimishq 5-132, Al-Bidaya 11-68. So now, look how interesting, even in English you've got the word pastime. Pastime means to do something with which to pass time. That's why it's called pastime. Is it fazul? Is it waste? And the answer is yes. How is it a waste? Because you're wasting the present time. Why were they inspired to call it pastime? Think about that. They're going to call it anything. 
the English speaking world have called that past time, not future time, past time. So the Salaf over a thousand years ago, they explained why that was. Because you're wasting your time. <laughs> and time, going back to the initial report, you're wasting your capital. Rasulullah gave you the answer. But the scholars go into it because this needs to be explained, this statement of the Prophet Because you're doing foolish transactions. You're supposed to be, you know, getting the, the most out of your transactions spiritually. But you're not. You're wasting it. And what are you wasting on? Model airplanes. You get people, you know, they're watching, you know, making model airplanes. What are you doing? They're making planes. Mashallah, I'm not sinful, no, but can't you do something better than that? Another person watching trains go past. You know, hobby. This is this train. It goes it goes past at 423. Another train will go past. What are you doing? They've given a name for that. Past times. Bakwas times. Right? And yeah, the Muslim world has fallen into this. I was interesting. Allah, <laughs> it goes on and on. I mentioned this, but I mention it again. You've got all these time-saving gadgets. <laughs> Somebody goes, give me examples. It's only a click away that saves you a trip to the to the supermarket. Okay, how much time have you saved? About an hour. Then he goes, right, the washing machine. It saves you from washing clothes. How much time have you saved? Maybe another hour. He goes, what else have you got? And then you say, I've got dishwashers. Okay, how much time have you saved? Half an hour. What else have you got? The hoover. He goes, how much time have you saved? So then you think to the person, you must have got so much time to do unbelievable deeds. And what does he end up saying? I ain't got time. So why have you called all these things time-saving gadgets? <laughs> Think about it. This, they even advertise it. This will save time. This, um, okay, I've saved the time. What's happened to it? Fazul ke fazul, bakwas ke bakwas, right? Engaging in past time, waste the present time. <laughs> You're losing out. You maghbunan. You've done a very foolish transaction. Allah has given you the value of time and you're wasting it. Indeed, if one manages his time well, our loving Lord will graciously take care of all his needs. Where's the proof? In Behaki, in his Zuhd al-Kabir, Ibrahim ibn Shaiban rahmatullah said, Man hafiza ala nafsihi awqati fala yudayyiha bima la yaradallahu fi Whoever guards his time wisely and does not waste it in that which displeases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, guards will take care of his religion and the world together. Subhanallah. So let's look at this. So Imam Behaki, he wrote a very famous work called Zuhud al-Kabir, the great work on asceticism. And he gets many of the quotes of the Salaf. This is one of them. And what did Ibrahim ibn Shaiban say? If you guard your time, look at the words he used, Hafiz. God, you know, the, the Hafiz who, who learned the, who's guarding the Quran. Man hafiza ala nafsihi awqati. Whoever guards his time wisely 
and does not waste it in which displeases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala will then guard his religion and world. Think about that. Which one of us does not want Allah ta'ala himself to guard our deen and our dunya? Imagine you say that to somebody. Brother, would you like Allah ta'ala to guard your deen and dunya? Don't want to ask silly questions, brother. <laughs> right? He goes, of course I do. What do I need to do? Guard your time. Then the guy starts scratching his head. He goes, guard my time. You're going to have to explain that, brother. And you go, right, you need to sit down and listen a bit. A Muslim is obligated to safeguard, to preoccupy his time and life that will benefit him. Our beloved messenger said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, take advantage of five before five. Your youth before your old age. Your health before your sickness. Your wealth before your poverty. Your free time before your preoccupation. And your life before your death. This is in Behaki in Ishu'ab al-Iman, number 9,884. Hakim al-Mustadrak, number 7,957. Sahih, Zahabi, Sahih. So this is a command. The Prophet said, make use of five before five, meaning the other five will come. Nobody can stop it. Your youth before your old age. So your youth, if you take the highest grade, you're talking about 40. So make use of your youth before your old age. Your youth ends at 40. Now a person goes, well, I'm not even into gear. <laughs> I only get into gear when I've retired. You wasted your youth. So a person goes, but still I've, I've you know, I'm, I'm now working hard. There's a problem. What's the problem? The Prophet said, the worship of youth is like the prophets. Why were you waiting for Christmas bonus to finish? Imagine you go to a taxi driver. Because I've worked, I've worked really hard, but I don't work in Christmas. Right? And then you look at the guy thinking, what? what? Because I've worked very hard, but when it gets to Christmas, I don't work. So what's your obvious question you're going to ask him? <laughs> you're on triple time, double time. Money, you know, people throwing money here. And he goes, yeah, but I don't want to work. Is he a fool? Another person goes, I don't work at all. I just work in Christmas. He's intelligent because he knows when to invest. So when it comes to dunya, people switch on. When it comes to akhirat, people switch off. You've wasted your youth. What else have you lost out on? You've lost out on your pension. The person goes, pension, spiritual pension. Explain. The Prophet said, whatever you do in your youth, when you get old and you are unable to do it, Allah records for you what you did in your youth. So if you did jackal in your youth and you suddenly become oliya at the age of 60 and suddenly your health starts failing, you're on minimum wage. Another person who was working during his youth, is a maximum wage. <coughs> so what did the Prophet say? Your youth before your old age. Don't waste your youth. Second, what did he say? Your health before your sickness. People think that they're always going to be healthy. Ask the people who lose their health. You look at Dawood what did he say? Dawood said, health is a crown on the healthy which only the ill can see. So if every one of us here is healthy, we don't appreciate health. That's what he was saying. If one of you is ill, 
you look at the person, he's looking at people seriously, thinking they don't even know how lucky they are. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't even realize. One of the elders in a report, he was smiling at the youth. So the youth approached the elder, he goes, Uncle, why are you smiling? He said, if only I had your health, I wouldn't waste it like you. <laughs> now, what did he mean by that? He's old. <laughs> he's thinking, I wasted my youth. I can't do what I want to do. But he's looking at the youth thinking, they're just as mad as me when I was young. If only I had that health now, you've lost it. No point discussing it now, is it? In wheelchair, your health before your sickness. Thirdly, your wealth before your poverty. Anytime you can strike. One minute you've got, you're in the green, next minute you're in the red. What's happened? So the Prophet said, when you've got wealth, use it. Even in the gym, what did they say? Use it or lose it. And then he goes, that's right. And what's interesting, there's a word for moving wealth. They call it currency. Why did they give it a word, currency? Because it's benefiting. When wealth becomes stagnant, you need to pay zakat. That's interesting, isn't it? What does that mean? You need to purify it. It's not moving. So even if wealth doesn't move, it gets ill. Right? So what about yourself? Your own yourself. The Prophet then said, your free time before your preoccupation. Going back to the initial report, don't, you know, be foolish in your transactions with your free time. And then finally he said, your life before your death. Your life before your death. Now what's interesting about life, life is very short. The reason we don't appreciate that is because we've not experienced or we can't remember what happened prior to life. So if a person asks you before you became in, before you came into the world, where were you? And he goes, I was in Alimi Arwa. Because the way you've said it, you, 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 you know, you got your address again, right? And he goes, no, 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 I didn't mean it like that. What did you mean then? Well, uh, I'm in another realm. Can you remember any of that realm? He goes, no. How long were you there? Then he goes, why are you asking me these silly questions? But just have a guess, right? He goes, 100,000 years, right? So you were existing 100,000 years and you can't remember it. <coughs> then you die. Let's get this life. Then how long do you live? Forever. So between such gargantuan time spans, how much life have you got in this earth? Right? And then he goes, 65 if I'm lucky. So you got 65 years to prepare for what? Eternity. So what are you doing with your life? And the Prophet gave you the answer before you could even say it. نِعْمَطَانِ مَغْبُونًا فِيهِمَا كَثِيرًا مِنَ النَّاسِ there are two blessings in which many people foolishly transact, mm. losing out health and free time. Mm. Clarifying further, the Prophet also said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in Tirmidhi Hassan, Riyadh Salihin, number 578, Abu Farira, radiyallahu anhu, beloved messenger said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Badiru bil a'amali sab'a. Be quick to do good deeds before you are overtaken by one of the seven afflictions. Mm. Are you awaiting poverty which will make you unmindful of devotion? Or prosperity which will corrupt you? 
aw maradan mufsida or a disease which will incapacitate you aw haraman munfannida or senility which will make you unstable aw mawtan mujhiza sudden death which will seize you without warning aw dajjal fa sharru ghaibin yuntazar or dajjal who is the worst expected aw saata wa saatu adha wa amar or lastly the hour and the hour will be most grievous and bitter surah al-qamar surah 54 verse 46 so this is another lecture in itself this hadith of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam but looking at at it very briefly the first thing he said sallallahu alaihi wasallam he goes be quick to do good deeds before you are overtaken by seven afflictions so the prophet was actually explaining something here when you've got the ability to do good deeds and nothing is stopping you that is a booty mm. that is a bounty by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but then he goes these seven will stop you in your tracks because mm. don't wait for them the first <coughs> are you waiting for poverty which will make you unmindful of devotion okay interesting the word so you end up now let's say you're in debt or some other nature now where is your time going to be your time isn't now going to be in worship is thinking how the hell am i going to pay my debts off so what did the prophet say he goes were you waiting for this while we were waiting for that you had your free time you could have done it secondly prosperity which will corrupt you aw ghinan mutqiya some people they don't know what because we are going up the social ladder which ladder is that brother right social ladder social ladder and he goes so what's your aim to get to the top of the social ladder and what do you get at the top and he goes you cracked it so what have i cracked mm-hmm. you know what what you know, what what's happened they think that success then what happens they got all the money in the world and there's nothing but emptiness in their hearts mm-hmm. they thought that was success some boss or told them that and they believed it then what happens they either die committing suicide mm-hmm. or they just live empty lives and you know go down a you know a dark path mm-hmm. so the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said are you waiting for that mm-hmm. prosperity to corrupt you mm-hmm. in other words look how interesting you could lose your wealth that's a disaster mm-hmm. or you could gain unbelievable wealth and that's going to corrupt you mm-hmm. or are you waiting for the disease <laughs> which will incapacitate you If Allah Ta'ala takes one blessing away from you, what's happened to you? <laughs> so let's just pick a blessing in it. Allah Ta'ala takes away your ability to walk. Somebody goes, well, that doesn't really affect you. Doesn't really affect you. What, what job do you do? Taxi driver. Who's going to put you in cab? Forklift. <laughs> right? How are you going to press the pedals? And he goes, how are you going to wipe your backside when you go to the toilet? Forget about work. right you're walking and you're waiting for allah ta'ala just to turn the switch off how easily could he do that and all of a sudden i can't do anything now what are we waiting for brother and one of the common ones now is stroke a person has a stroke he's finished he goes he can't you know you can't even you know half his side's gone and then and what's interesting the guy then starts thinking about akhirat he goes i need to do hajj we can't even get out of bed mm-hmm. we're waiting about hajj for now right? and then he's very upset mm-hmm. the prophet warned you you're waiting for it does mm-hmm. 
And there's a report, it's not a hadith. It says that man, he wastes his health by acquiring wealth. And when he acquires, he, he acquires wealth and he ruins his health. And then, with all the wealth, he tries to regain his health. <laughs> what was all that about? Right? So you were completely healthy. And you made your body go to, you know, scrapyard. <laughs> and then now you got all these tons of money and he goes, I need to get my health back. But you, you had it for free. <laughs> right? Subhanallah. So the Prophet said, or a disease which will incapacitate. <coughs> then he said, O haraman munfannida, or senility which will make you unstable. Dementia. You know, all these, you know, Parkinson's. Are you waiting for that? What's your name? It takes him two minutes to work out his name now. Yusuf. Right? Oh yeah, Yusuf. You waiting for that? Right? And that's what the Prophet is telling you. Are you waiting for that? Right? Just you can't remember his stuff. I shouldn't laugh. But, you know, you get you feel sad for the boy. It's also quite funny. He goes, I've married, I've been married to him for 50 years. He can't remember who I am. So imagine, who are you then? Are you waiting for that? Oh, mawtan muhjiza, sudden death, seizing you without warning. Death strikes immediately. He didn't get a chance to do anything. Then look what the Prophet said. Awid dajjal fasharru ghaibin yuntadam. Or dajjal who is the worst thing to you, for you to, you know, counter. He hasn't arrived yet. He is the worst. He's waiting for him. Imagine the jal comes down, I'm going to become, you know, a sheikh and that. Just go to the mountain, brother. I'm going to start studying now. Where? In cave. The jals are, you're waiting for him. And then the Prophet finally said, Awissa'ata wassa'atu adha wa amar. Or the hour. And the hour is most grievous and bitter. Allah Ta'ala says that in the Quran. It is most grievous, adha wa amar, and bitter. So now what's interesting to finish. The Prophet he said a very informative report, the hadith is in Tabarani. And he mentioned that Allah Ta'ala, he gives health to a person. Because if he was to take it away, it would he would it would finish him. Because he would lose his iman. He gives illness to a person. If he was to give him health, he would finish him. So Allah afflicts you with illness. He makes a person wealthy. If he was to make him poor, he would affect him. So Allah gives him wealth. And he makes a person poor. If he was to give him wealth, he would lose his iman. To each he gives accordingly. So now what's interesting about the hadith, this is the divine realm. We don't know which one we belong to. So if this is what your nafs says, you know which one I am? Which one am I? You're the one that you need money and you need help. <laughs> and then you go, well, you might be the one who money is going to finish and health. You need to be ill and you need to be poor. No, 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 that's not me. But who is it then? There's going to be somebody in that category. So Lord Allah, the Lord does this. If you look at the whole world, you see these very interesting scenarios. You're thinking he's better off like that. You get to know that. He goes, look, you're better off not you know, getting involved here. The Prophet said, Allah, the perfect man, 
He treated people according to the Ali. For instance, he told Abu Dhar, keep away from wealth like the plague. He, he taught him that. He goes, just run away from wealth. But Amr ibn asked him, and he told him to go on a campaign. And he goes, you need money. So Amr ibn asked, Ya Rasulullah, didn't embrace Islam for money. The Prophet said, how good is wealth for a righteous man? So he told Amr, you need money. So what was the Prophet doing there? He was highlighting the divine sunnah. So this is why you make dua. You say, Ya Allah, if wealth is good for me, give me wealth. If it's not, keep it away from me. If health is good for me, give me health. If it's not, keep it away from me. <coughs> now if you make that dua, look how strange it sounds. <laughs> yeah, you're doing a perfect dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And how many people have been ruined when they think Allah Ta'ala has shown them favor? He hasn't shown you favor. He's given you istidraj. Istidraj is when he gives you a rope to hang yourself. The Prophet Sallallahu said in Imam Ahmad's Musnad, Behaqi and Mishkat, when a person is a sinner, he's a criminal, and Allah Ta'ala opens up the floodgates of blessings, this is istidraj. Meaning Allah Ta'ala is now furious with him and he's making him fooled into thinking he's being blessed. How many people like that? They're not praying, they're not fasting in the month of Ramadan, not bothered about anything. Allah Ta'ala has opened the floodgates for them. And then they think, you're a fool. He goes, you're jealous of me, you. He goes, that's why you pray a lot. And there you go. And then what happens? He dies in the arms of his lover, right, mashallah. Hopefully from the different sex, but maybe same gender, nine. Right? So that's the rope that Allah Ta'ala gives to destroy these people. So this is why it's important that you reflect upon this hadith. To reiterate, what did the Prophet Sallallahu say? There are two blessings in which many people foolishly transact away health and free time. And we ask Allah the Almighty and Glorious to give us understanding, i.e. for all that is important. Amen. Are there any questions you'd like to ask? سبحان الله بحمدي سبحان الله هم بحمدي كأشتو لا إله إلا أنت استفرك أتوب لك أو تبلاه من شفاعي سبحان الله بكرة بالعزة يا الله يسفون السلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والأصل الإنسان لفي خصل الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وعصب الحق وعصب الصبر سلام الله